0: Hey you guys and welcome back. We are on part two of the Unpacking the Mother Wound series and today's topic we're going to go into seeing the woman first. In other words we're going to get into seeing who our mothers were before us because they had a whole life before we came into the picture. It's just like us we had a whole life before our children came into the picture and it's I really believe that it's only through seeing them as the women first, as the woman they are, prior to having us, that we can understand this whole mother wound in regards to our relationship with our moms, okay? All right, so before we start delving into that, let's just uh, recap on some things from the previous episode to this Unpacking the Mother Wound series. So on the previous episode, we went over what the mother wound is, and simply put, the mother wound is a feeling of detachment that you have from your mother from not getting the things that you needed out of her as a child, and it's remained with you as an adult, And this this detachment in the bond between you and your mom is primarily caused because of the unaddressed, unresolved pain that she has within her, and so it continues to transfer. And how it transfers is it transfers in her treatment towards you, her behavior towards you, how she connects with you. And... Most likely, if she has the mother wound, her mother has the mother wound as well, and hence, you have the mother wound. And the purpose of this is for you not to only understand how this gets transfers, how this transfers, but also for you to heal from this mother wound, so that way you can stop the the cycle of it being transferred from generation to generation, okay, and we can Create a healthier dynamic for our future generations to come. All right. Now, the reason why, you know, it's so, such a touchy topic, this mother wound, is because all of us would like to have a healthy, loving, you know, very connected bond, a deep bond with our mothers. But unfortunately, that's not the case all the time. And there's reasons for that. And mothers, in general, period, are placed on a pedestal because naturally they're the caretakers, they're the nurturers, they're the ones we go to for comfort, for compassion. They're at the foundation of who we are, what we believe, our morals, our values, how we foster healthy relationships, and how we're able to make decisions, and how we handle certain matters emotionally, and how we process our emotions. And so when we don't have this bond with our mothers, this bond that is supposed to help uh, f- foster healthy emotions within us and help us to become healthy adults then it shows up in our lives as lack of self-worth, self-doubt, low self-esteem and lack of self-love. And it makes sense because when there's no bond there, you feel like you're unloved and you're not valued. And so you know, it is it is a touchy topic, all right? Okay, so There are several factors that may have prevented your mom from bonding with you. And like I said, we're going to go deep into this because I really want to paint a clear picture for you guys to help you guys to see the woman first. Okay, there is a reason or reasons why our mothers cannot bond with us the way we would like for them to bond with us, all right? And I found this in my own relationship with my mom, and I'll get more into that later, but it's it's generational, it's cultural, and it's experiences, painful experiences that they've had, okay? All right, so let's get into it. So some of the factors that have prevented Our mothers from bonding with us as a a child, and I'm just going to run through it, is maybe she lived in poverty, maybe she was abused, and she lived in a dysfunctional home environment. She possibly experienced some type of traumatic, traumatic experience, such as being sexually assaulted. Uh, maybe she was forced into child labor She had to serve as the backbone And primary caretaker of the family Maybe she witnessed her own mother being abused Maybe she had a loss of a, her mother at a young age Also, maybe she lived in a very male-dominated culture or society where there was little to no respect displayed for women. Maybe she was made to marry at a young age to provide relief for the family. So she had to make a sacrifice. And so her life was put on hold. Um... Maybe she was, she entered into an abusive and toxic marriage. Maybe her childhood was stripped from her in some type of way. Maybe her own mother never bonded with her emotionally, and her own mother imposed her pain and conflict onto her, making her feel guilty or shameful or at fault. And also, maybe she was exposed to unhealthy and chaotic experiences at too young of an age for her to mentally and emotionally comprehend and manage. Maybe she wasn't protected as a child. Maybe she was silenced as a child and wasn't allowed to express her feelings and her emotions. Um, And here's the next one, which is, this is the most common one. She grew up in a she you know a generation or a culture where there was toxic and dysfunctional societal norms and oppressive beliefs that were imposed upon her okay and i want to elaborate on this toxic and dysfunctional societal norms and culture norms a bit more so my grandmother is in her 80s and in her generation, as well as her culture, my grandma is of Asian descent on my mother's side. There were no women's rights, and not only culturally, but and not only society uh, culturally, but also societally my grandmother, she, and it wasn't uncommon for my grandmother and women like my grandmother of that time, they were made to stay at home, take care of domestic chores, raise the children, take care of the husband, and especially care for the husband to make sure his needs were met. And so they had to care for everybody else's needs ahead of their own. And much of whatever dreams or aspirations or goals that they had, that was washed away. And that was never materialized by them. And they could only hope to one day to have that. But for the majority of their life, they spent their life with this in this oppressive mind state where they were told by society, told by their culture, who they should be as a woman, what role they should play as a woman, where their place was as a woman, and what they could or couldn't do as a woman. So my grandmother was not allowed to have a voice. She wasn't allowed to express any discontent or disdain or any hurt or anything like that. She just, she didn't have free vocal expression. And she was pretty much in a role of servitude. That was it. That was her life. And at that time, it wasn't uncommon. That's how the majority of women lived. And so here she is, and here these other women are. They have children. And then their children are being raised under this home dynamic, even though society starts to change and culture starts to change. Under the home, the, the home dynamic remains the same. Why? Because those toxic and dysfunctional and oppressive beliefs and, and norms have been ingrained in those women from that generation, hence they transfer that to the next generation, and then possibly the next that generation transfers it to the next generation. And so it's unfortunate to have this oppressive state of mind, because like I said, they're over time, women began to surface that said, hey, this is enough of this type of treatment. I am going to be the voice of the women to come, the future generations to come, and I am going to make a stand and I am going to fight for equality. I am going to fight for women to be able to have an education, higher education, to be able to work, to choose what type of work they want to have, to have equal pay, to have certain rights and certain protection that they didn't have prior to women coming on the rise and fighting for these rights for women. And, you know, it's, it's very, it's most of us now are reaping the benefits of these women that have fought for us to have equality and certain rights. But and, but the women in those generations the majority of them because this is this is what i found the mindset to be because they've reached a certain age they've let go of any dreams or aspirations or goals that they may have possibly had as at at one time or they just they never developed it because they only knew this oppressive way of life to be their way of life. So they pushed any thought of it, you know, um, push any thought of it away and just said, okay, this is my life. I'm just going to deal with it. And it's going to be what it's going to be. And so hence that develops a very... um, these women develop a very tough attitude they they develop tough skin but it's because they have to because they have to survive because of the oppressive society and the, the the dysfunctional society and culture that they lived in they had to develop this tough skin to survive to make it day in and day out and because they've been living to survive and they've they've gotten tough they've disconnected emotionally they can't and it's really and it makes sense because how can they connect How can your mom connect with you emotionally if she had to disconnect from her own emotions so she could survive, so she could adapt, so she can deal with the life that she had? Because if she didn't pretty much... um, if she didn't deal with the life she had, if she didn't fall into place, so to speak, there were consequences that a lot of these women had to reap. I know with my grandmother, she endured so much physical, emotional, mental, and verbal abuse. In my grandmother's generation, she couldn't even look at another man. And it was culturally as well. So she had to look away. She had to look down. She couldn't even speak to another man. And if she did, it was considered the most utter form of disrespect. And she suffered the consequences for that. And it wasn't good. And so what happens is she just learned to adapt. And when you learn to adapt, you do, you become emotionally cold, you become emotionally disconnected, and you're just, you're just surviving. You're just surviving. You're just existing and going with the motion, so you could live to see another day. And so you can raise your children and get your children out of the house and only hope that they can have a better way of life. All right? Now, I really do believe that our mothers wanted more for us, those that you know, truly care. Um, But again, because of their upbringing and what they had to endure that was so painful and so oppressive, it causes this this um, detachment in our bond from our mothers, okay? But anywho, This pain continues to get transferred down because, like I said, the people that were raised under that roof, they were raised with those uh, beliefs and those morals and those values and those teachings. And they, our mothers are our example, our fathers are an are exa- example of who to be and what to be. And so if this is all you've seen, you think this is normal and this becomes a part of you. And unconsciously, you pick up this behavior. You pick up this mindset. A lot of times, our mothers don't even realize it. And that's what makes this mother wound so difficult uh, in our relationship with our moms Because we try to convey our feelings and our thoughts and our emotions to our mothers, but they don't, they, a lot of times they can't even begin to comprehend it because it's so ingrained in them. It's so ingrained in them, all right? Okay, so I just wanted to elaborate more on that toxic and dysfunctional societal norms and beliefs and things like that. I know with my mom and her, my mom's own mother wound. My mom, this was culturally as well, as well as uh, societally, she was forced to marry at a young age. But she was also forced into an arranged marriage, so that way, her family could come out of poverty and come to come to the United States with the hopes of getting out of poverty and having a better way of life. And so her youth was sacrificed so a she didn't have a choice, the choice to fall in love. And, you know, to to have a choice in who you date and who you fall in love with, who you decide to marry, who you decide to have children by, she had all of that stripped from her. The choice to hold off on marriage and maybe pursue her goals, her dreams, her aspirations, that was taken away from her for her to make this sacrifice for her family. So can you, I mean... That's so hurtful. That's so, um, I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine that happening to me. And the thing about it is, let me just say this, okay? Because all of this is not to excuse our mother's treatment towards us. Is not to excuse them from not healing and not addressing their pain that they've transferred onto us, but it's really for us to gain some clarity and some insight as to why they are the way they are. Like I said, they were a whole woman before we came into the picture, before they became mothers, and just become because they became a mother doesn't mean that those experiences the effects of those experiences have went away. It hasn't. And because they haven't addressed it and resolved it, they have a difficult time giving their children, giving us what we need out of them, what we so desperately feel like we need out of them. Okay. All right. Now, I want to go over two additional factors for you to consider that may be preventing your mom from bonding with you. And one, when she confronts her mother, her mother is cold, disconnected, and dismisses or rebuttals her feelings. So what happens is this intensifies her emotional wounds, which then can lead her to become resentful, bitter, and detached from your emotional reality. The reason why I wanted to bring this out is because I remember a time when my mom confronted her mom about something that happened to her in her childhood. And when my mom was a child and the event happened, very traumatic event happened, and she ran to my grandmother for comfort, for compassion, for a listening ear, for her to make a defense for her and protect her, she didn't get that, okay? And uh, I don't know if this was the first, second, or third time that my mom confronted her mom on it, but I remember when my mom was confronting her mom, and they were speaking in their native language, okay? And I don't care what language you, you speak, you can always tell when the conversation is getting real heated. And so, you know, my mom started out very sweet, like very innocent, like a child and asked what she needed to ask. And I remember her mom immediately like shut her down, got upset, was, I mean, I didn't know what she said, but I know she silenced my mom. Okay. And so once we left, I asked my mom later on, I said, what did she say to you, like, what happened? And my mom told me that when she confronted her about this very traumatic event that happened to her as a child and why she, her mom didn't give her what she needed out of her at that time, she said her mother's response was, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to kill me? I survive. You survive. And hindsight... Looking back on it, when I was going through my journey of healing and understanding this mother wound, I can understand how and why my mom became more emotionally disconnected. Because here she was with her inner child being very vulnerable, coming to her mom, trying to give her mom another chance because they're older now and again, society has changed, cultural has changed, hoping that maybe her mom's mindset has changed as well. And only to get shot down again, only to have that inner child more wounded, more hurt. That is not an easy thing to digest and and to process. And to live with. And that can make someone put up a wall. Because they don't want to be hurt. They know that feeling. And they, to have that wound jabbed at even further. They don't want that. And so, yes, we're their children. But at that point... It's almost like anybody is capable of hurting them, you know. And you think about it with us. Never would we think that our mothers would be capable of hurting us, but they have. And there's reasons for that, you know. Um, but, yeah, so that's, that's, that's what happened. And, and that can lead for our mothers to not be able to bond with us. All right, the next one is um, you are attached to her pain. Um, You remind her of someone who has hurt her, whether that's through your actions, behaviors, or looks, or you are the result of a painful experience that she had. It's just like I've met some women that were the result of their mothers being raped. And hence, they had the mother wound, okay? Um, I know with me, um, and let me start off by saying this. This is not to fault mothers. This is not to fault my mom. I do not fault my mom. This is not to bash our mothers. This is simply stating matter of facts, okay? This is not for me to even victimize myself. I'm not a victim. It's just simply matter of facts, okay? And I, rem- I know with my own mom, there were things about myself that triggered her because it reminded her of my father. And Again, like I mentioned earlier, her marriage to my father was arranged. Now, I did ask her one time, I said, Mom, um, did you ever love Dad? And she told me, she said, I could have grown to love him if he would have treated me better. And I can see that. But he didn't. And so I've witnessed the abuse my mom endured out of my father. So think about this. Not only did my mother witness her mom being abused by her father, but then my my mom goes through traumatic experiences. And when she goes to her mom for help, for comfort, for a defense, you know, her mom to come to her fighting aid, her mom wounds her. So now my mom is also the victim of emotional abuse. And then here she is married to a man that is not of her culture, and she's being abused by him. Why is she being abused by him? There are several reasons. One of the main reasons is because there is a disconnect in in their societal and cultural norms. There's a disconnect there. And so my mom is pretty much being physically abused to be who my dad deems her to be, says she has to be. So again, these toxic, dysfunctional, oppressive societal norms and beliefs, here she is being... Having to suppress who she is once again to survive, to live to see another day, to raise her children. And that was really the goal. Let me just raise these kids and get these kids out this house and maybe they can have a better way of life. And so a lot of times our mothers provide for our physical needs, but they lack in our emotional needs. And again, for me, it's understandable. And I hope you guys can understand this too. Okay. But I get it. I get it. Um, And so it's, This inner child that is wounded, this inner child that keeps getting scarred, and it's this inner child that never gets to see their truest and most authentic self realized. That's, it's like her mom. Her mom never got to see, um, I mean, now she's older and she's, she's more of herself, but for quite some time, you know, that was put on hold and that can cause you to become bitter and angry and full of rage and resent. And they here my mom is the same way and their youth is stolen from them. Now I will say this, this does my mom have a very healthy uh, uh, life, a happy and healthy life now? She does. She's married to a an awesome man. He loves her, he adores her, he treats her well. I couldn't want for a better husband for her, but the damage is done. And she, I know my mom suffers from regrets and from discontent because her happiness came when she was much older. She was in her mid-40s when she met the husband she has now. And, yeah, that's still young. But, you know, whatever dr- dreams, is nothing like, I'm sure you can relate to this, it's nothing like being young and enjoying your youth while you're in your youth. You see what I'm saying? And so that was stripped from her. And I I know there were times she thought of, you know, like, what if? What if? And that's really why this pain continues to get transferred, because our mothers haven't come to grips with, okay, this was the set of cards I was dealt and I had to play with, and this was the way it was for the majority of us. I can't go, I can't undo what was done. What was done to me wasn't my fault, and, you know, although it was unfortunate, I have to accept it, and I have to move on, and I have to heal and get better and get emotionally healthy so I can be the mom I need to be for my children, and what it is, they haven't let go of that. They haven't come to grips with that. They're still pained by that. And um, they want someone, they want the people of that time that have hurt them and caused that pain to acknowledge their pain. And they haven't found their healing. And it's unfortunate. (laughs) All right. So how does this, how does her unaddressed and unresolved pain affect you? Okay. Okay. So one it results in your mom not being able to understand confront or take accountability for her treatment towards you she may be even be in denial of her treatment towards you two when you do confront her she displays childlike behavior she becomes irrational illogical and defensive Three, she'll find a way to shift the focus off of you onto her. She'll victimize herself in hopes of you ending the conversation or confrontation or no longer um, coming to her with your issues. The fourth way is um, when you choose not to live within the frame of that dysfunction, it can cause friction between you and your mom, okay? And a lot of times that's what happens is because think about the women that came on the rise and they said, I'm going to be the voice for generations to come. They caused major friction, okay? They stirred the pot so to speak. And there were quite a few people that didn't like it. Even women that didn't like it that were living in the same oppressive way of life and mindset. You know, they because they they just didn't want any more conflict or static at home. Their situation was already bad enough, so things didn't look too good. Now thankfully it did turn out well. It you know, making standing for what's right is very difficult, but it does turn out well. So I say that to say, so now here you are, because society is changing, cultures change, and you're making a stance. You're like, no, this isn't right. This way of thinking isn't right. This way of living isn't right. These beliefs aren't right. And when you stand up for that, and you go against the norm of what the home dynamic is it causes friction between you and your mom yeah all right so here's some perspectives for you to keep in mind okay all right one her mistreatment towards you is due to the resentment she feels towards her own mother mother or the person who has hurt her for not giving her what she needed emotionally all right. Number two, sometimes her not acknowledging your pain is her feeling like her trauma is greater than yours and may even feel that she treated you better than how she was treated. Hence, you should have nothing to complain about. I've met women that experience this. I've even experienced this, okay? Um, I think about that um encounter my mom had with her mom and what i heard out of her mom saying i survived you survived it was saying listen we you're not the only one that's had pain or suffered and i also hear um your situation was a lot better than mine you know i was taking those the, I was at the brunt of much, much, most of that abuse, you know? And so that can be something. And I, and I know that with my own mother, um, she does feel, and my, my life did, my life compared to hers. No, I can't compare it to hers, but it's like, I try to express to my mom. And it's like, when I talk to my clients, pain is pain i don't care what form it comes in pain is pain and we shouldn't compare each other's pain we should not do that because then nobody gets the healing that they need and and it's it's just it just shouldn't be compared that's all that's all i can say on that okay all right the third um per Perspective to keep in mind is our mothers feel shameful or guilty. Um, I'm sorry. Our mothers may feel too shameful or too guilty to acknowledge that they played a part in you feeling the way that you feel because um, they... may feel like in some way that they failed us. And so for them to address the way you feel, it may be too painful for them. And the last one is sometimes our changing or attempting to change the dysfunctional patterns are resented by our mothers because it displays a degree of emotional maturity and consciousness that our mothers lack. And that one is real, you guys. Um, Yeah. I know women that have experienced this as well. Um, It's, and it's not to be taken personal. These perspectives are to help you see that the issue does not lie within you. The issues lie within your mom, within our mothers and it's pain also causes insecurities self doubt um and shame and guilt and so when our mothers see us changing the norm changing the narrative and thriving and doing what they believe they couldn't do, but they absolutely can do it, but they don't believe they can do it because of these very toxic and dysfunctional societal norms that have implanted in them, these oppressive beliefs that have implanted in them. They can have a bit of resentment towards us, maybe even a bit of jealousy towards us. Um, sh- they can have feelings of shame, of guilt, because, you know, realizing, man, why couldn't I do that?" I'm the mom. I should have made that change. And here, here my child is, they're making the change, you know? And so, um, yeah, that's just, you know, it's, it's what it is. All right. All right. So here are some factors that may make it difficult for your mom to heal because I get it. I, I've had, Clients ask me this, like, well, why won't my mom heal? And it's it's a number of reasons, you know. Um, it can be denial. It can be shame. It can be guilt. It can be um, fear of changing because they've been living this way for so long. That's all they know. But here are some points to consider in regards to um, some factors that may be making it difficult for your mom to heal. Um, at some point, your mother's voice wasn't heard and she was silenced. She have, she may have been made to feel like what happened to her was her fault and that she did something to cause what happened. Um, she, <clears throat> excuse me. And this is a good one. She may be seeking her mother or her offender's acknowledgement, understanding, and accountability for her pain and um, and, and, be- and believes that this is a part, a great part of her healing that this is a large part of her healing. And she could believe, because this is a large part of her healing, that if she doesn't get this, she won't be able to move past her pain and her trauma. So she feels like this is a major factor in her being able to move forward, to let go, and to have some closure, okay? Um, yeah, and again, these are just, you know, a few of the things I noticed, but like I said, it's, it's so many other factors that can be preventing her from healing, all right? Okay. So we are going to pause here. I was going to share my own experience with the mother wound. I will get into that the next episode to this series. And... um I might just make it just about that because it's going to take some time, but I really want to keep these episodes brief because I don't want to overwhelm you guys. And I hope that through this episode, it gave you guys some clarity, some insight, some aha moments, something to really think about in regards to your own mother and give you some, a degree of understanding and compassion to your mother. Again, not to excuse your mother's behavior. But to understand it so that way, in your understanding, you can get some inner peace and some understanding and you can know that this isn't about you. This isn't your fault. You are not to blame. You, this is simply about our mother's unaddressed, unresolved, unhealed pain. That's simply what it is. That is it. And that pain that they haven't addressed and healed from is putting this, is causing this detachment in the mother daughter relationship. Now, anybody can suffer from the mother wound. It's more so common with daughters mothers and daughters but i have met men that suffer from this mother wound as well so you know it's it's it can happen to to any any um gender of a child okay but yeah and so um we'll just keep um going along and like i said on the next episode i'll share my mother wound series and then we'll also get into well, like I said, well, yeah, it's going to take one episode, but I know the episode after that is we're going to get into something that's called inner parenting. And what that is, is giving yourself what you need, what you didn't get out of your own mother. So that way you can let go of this need, this desire of wanting her to give you what you feel like you can only get out of her, okay, that you needed out of her. And um, yeah, let me just stop right there. Okay. Well, until next time, make it a great week. And as always, you guys, love on yourself.